Hello, everyone. My name is Tiffany Jarvis. I am your host. Thank you for listening to The Woke Agent. I am here in a brand new podcast studio, so I hope it sounds just as good. Um, This is the show that I talk to my friends in the real estate business about how they run their business, their opinions, their outlooks on the industry ahead, and just generally how they stay woke. Uh, My guest today is Chris Johnson from Plum Tree Realty. Hello. Hey, Tiffany. Thanks for having me. So Chris is your property man. That's right. Tell me how you came up with your property man. Well, uh, before getting into the real estate business, I actually spent a few years in property management. So the uh, email address that I came up with, just to be short and sweet and simple, was your property man at gmail.com. Did you do this in Lexington? I did. Um, yeah, I actually managed property for a private investor here in town. Um, oh. And um, he had, uh, I guess we got up to about 450 doors. And I mad, uh, managed about half the portfolio. So you had a that partner that did it with you? Well, it wasn't. A, I was working di- directly for the uh, the investor, so I was on payroll. So he basically had his, his portfolio split in one side of town. Had a, he had an office, and then the other side of town I managed. I oh, man, I feel for you. That is a very difficult job. Oh, man, it was a nightmare sometimes. Well, I mean, now you're selling, you're selling real estate full-time. Do right. you still manage rentals? I do a few. So, so I spent so long in the business, long enough that I decided I wanted to get out. But uh, I, I spent <laughs> enough time that I made enough contacts and so forth. So I had folks calling me after uh, I transitioned into real estate and saying, hey, Chris, do you still manage property? You know, contacts I made. And so I'm picky. I, I mainly do some single family dwellings for some some good clients. I uh, try to stay away from the, the, you know, apartment complexes and things like that, which is what I was was managing. And, and like I said, it was you what know, were these A class, B, C, uh, B, anything? B and C, yeah. Uh, it was a mixed portfolio of townhomes, single families, uh, apartment complexes. Uh, so yeah, the it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't always fun to, <laughs> no. to get those midnight calls. You know that the and then you have to go through you know, evictions. You you're you're the, the guy that has right. to give them bad news. Right, like that. right. You're the bad guy. Yes, always court, court dates showing. So anyway. Um, yeah, it's a very uh, interesting business. Some people just absolutely love it. I can't say that I love it, but I don't necessarily hate That's it either. That's a certain I, kind of person. How right. long did you do that? Uh, for about six years. Wow. Yeah. So, I feel like that's a job that people do for six months, a year, and then they're they're, and they're done, done and they're out. Well, if I was smarter, maybe I would have. But no, <laughs> if I knew it's better. A, if I, I had would. known better uh, before I got into it. But no, it, it had its uh, ups and downs, but... Uh, well, you yeah, got connections good. and clients right. from yeah, it. Right, that's so the good that's, thing about it. And they let you take some of that book of business with you onto your real estate career. Well, yes. Well, interestingly, there was no competition uh, to begin with because he wasn't a realtor. Okay. So that's what got me thinking, hey, he's got all this private property uh, that, that he's managing um, of, it, of his own. And he had a few uh, uh, other clients that he took on. But, um, you know, as I dealt with people and uh, did rental applications and leases and things like that. You know, and just talking with people, a lot of times they were like, well, we're just going to be here for, for a year. We're saving up to buy a house. Right. And then you would, what would happen when you, they would just go to a realtor and they were gone. 
that's it. And and so I'm like, I can tap in to this this uh, sphere, this business here. So that's what got me thinking. Well, if I became a realtor, um, then when they say something like, "Hey, we're saving up to buy a house," I'm going to going to make com- contact. I'm going to get them on my list, um, and uh, give them a card or whatever, and I'm going to stay in touch. And then when the time comes for them to buy a house, I'm going to be the man. What did you do before that? Six so six years. What what was uh, your life before okay, that? Okay, so basically, Tiffany, I have a retail management background. I have a business uh, degree, and uh, for uh, 15 plus years in the Danville uh, area, I had a retail store, uh, sort of like a UPS store. Basically, it was modeled after the um, mailboxes, etc. Okay, uh, concept. Um, so, so you were an entrepreneur already? Yeah, I opened that business at 23 years so old. So sales, and, and, entrepreneur, running your yeah. own business, you were very familiar. Except for high school and, you know, I've never worked for anyone else but myself. So Are your parents my business mindset. owners too? Or No, no. My dad was a, a manufacturing engineer uh, growing up and, and uh, uh, he did his thing and I just went my own own way. My I just kind of gravitated. My parents that. are business owner, entrepreneur. So right. it's, it's hard to work for someone when you, you were kind of raised that way, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. Absolutely. So you, did you give up the store to become a property manager? Well, so there's a little bit of a backstory to that, um, in that type of business. So we're, we're dealing with heavy packages. And I also had a, another business at the same time, which was wow. a freight forwarding. And so we, we were the drop-off point for pallet loads of freight and, and so forth. So we handled a lot of packages. And as I got older, my back started uh. ailing me, you know. <laughs> so I had chronic back issues. And then just one day out of the blue in 2010, uh, we had kicked around the idea, my wife and I anyway, like, you know, what, this is starting to, to kill me, you know, physically. So I think I might need to th- define something a little bit easier on, on the old man's back. So, um, we, you're probably like 30. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the time I'm, I'm older than I look. So at the time I was, I think 35, 36, you were pretty young still, yeah, but you know, uh, I had lifted enough and done enough damage that it was there. Yeah. I had a car wreck earlier in life and that messed up a few discs in my back. But anyway, so all that just kind of, um, compounded, uh, the stress uh, of uh, of the business itself, and so we decided to to sell. So out of the blue, um, another entrepreneur, if you will, came and said, "Hey, you know, we we would like the Danville uh, the territory so that we can open a UPS store because I was exclusive. So I had a I had a locked in deal and no compete, wow. and so that was was valuable enough for for me to uh, to, to take walk a look, away. Yeah, to take a look at their offer. So. When your wife was like. Oh, you're going to run properties, and your life is going well, to be that happened a by, little crazy. That happened by chance too. So when we, you know, we were living in Danville. So are you we, from Danville? I'm from Harrodsburg originally. Okay. Um, actually, North Mercer County, South Isa. You got a that. beautiful property in Harrodsburg. I've seen it. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got. I still got <laughs> some connections over there. So we, we've sold a few over there over the past couple of years, but. Well, you've got that one that it's like a stone house, I think. Right, right. That's on Beaumont Avenue. It's a really nice house. And and actually, it has has been on the market longer than I desire and than I'm used to because I'm so used to moving things here in Lexington and the the metro area. 
And so it's a little different market over there. And sometimes, you know, you get a seller that he's stuck on his on his price. So, you know, you have to work with that. But yeah, it's a beautiful property. Well, um, so you recently, I want to talk about your move to Plumtree. I'm very, um, there's a lot of chatter about this new brokerage in town. And it's kind of a mystery. And I want to ask you, um, because you're not just a regular agent at Plumtree, you're also involved in the business side, correct? I, I am. So actually Plumtree is not so new. Oh, tell me as all about much it. as it is unheard of. <laughs> so we started with just a few agents here in Lexington, but the uh, corporate headquarters are in Westchester, Ohio. So uh, we actually have or approaching 200 agents now. For the whole brokerage? For our brokerage, yes. So Wait, we, you're, are you talking about just the Lexington brokerage? Or no, the no, whole... no, the, the, the whole brokerage. So okay. we're, we're licensed in Ohio. Kentucky and Indiana now. So we opened up an office in Indiana and he's got an office. Our CEO does in Florida as well okay. because he spends part of the time down there. So he's like, well, I might as well just open an office in Florida too and get brokered. So we're approaching 200 agents. So we're not a, a small brokerage by any means. Um, and it's full service. It's a full service brokerage. But what makes us unique is that uh, we offer a 100% commission to our agents so then you start thinking 100% commission discount brokerage. Right. You think uh, busy bee type stuff right. like that. Flat fee Flat listings. Fee. Yeah. Yep. But it's not. We're a full service brokerage. We have a presence here in Lexington now uh, looking uh, possibly uh, in Louisville here pretty soon. Because basically what I do uh, is the uh, director of recruiting and, and development, business okay. development. So uh, I will reach out to agents who, who inquire. We do advertising. We do targeted campaigns and things like that. Um, and and for those who are interested or, or who reach out and say, hey, what's this, what's Plumtree all about? Um, I contact them, you know, so okay. we set up a lunch appointment or whatever, and I just explain how Plumtree works. The, well, tell me how vision. it works. Okay, so, I want to know. Yeah, so back to this 100% commission structure. Um. <laughs> A lot of people say, well, how can, how can the, uh, the broker or the owner make any money? Well, there is a monthly fee um, of $275. So with that $275, you get CRM Which software. Is, what do you use? So we use conversion with a K. Conversion is quite expensive. It, it is. So, but, you know, with that many agents, they give a, That's how they're a, doing a group it. deal. So the actual costs are not that for him. But because we're on a on a group program, but on top of that, um, with every transaction, there's a broker transaction fees. Fee. Okay, and a lot of brokers do that. Uh, Rector Hayden does it. I believe. So um, we used to do that too. It was one forty nine per deal transaction right. fee. Is right. that the type of exactly something you're doing? Ours is one ninety nine, and okay. of course it's a closing cost. So. Agents have... Is that paid by the agent or by the the it, client? It can be done either way. The agent is not obligated. So as part of a normal closing cost, you know, they, they're they used to attorney fees, this fee, that fee. And in the interest of full disclosure, obviously that's disclosed, that it's a, it's a broker fee because of the fact that, uh, you know, paperwork has to be done, escrow checks have to be, you know, mailed out, there's accounting and, and so forth. Uh, so with every transaction, you're talking 200 agents right now. We're we're still growing, with the, with the transaction fees, with the monthly fee. Then the broker uh, is able to uh, to make a reasonable 
uh, profit there. So it's two seventy five a month, right? Per per agent, per just agent. to be in the. Do you have a Do you have an office like a, yes. a brick and mortar type? So, well, so we have what we have is a like a uh, I forget the name of uh, a Regis location, so that we can use the uh, the boardroom. We can use the TVs, receive mail, okay. you know, uh, meet clients and so forth, but. You know, it's it's one of those deals to where you just come into the office, um, but you don't have to pay the traditional brick and mortar overhead. So okay. that's a way to reduce costs, which is another way that we can offer higher distribution on commissions. How many agents are do you have right now in Lexington? Uh, we are we have ten okay. right now um, that have like that are licensed and and active. Um, and you know, like I said, we're growing, so there's a few more on the table um, that that we're working with right now. Um, so, you know, with $275, you, you just do the math. So if you're an agent, it's, it's insane. If you're an agent <laughs> that's producing just one, you're part time and maybe you just do one or two a year, you're just in it on the side. Well, if you do the math two seventy five times 12, $3,300 a year, maybe it's not, maybe you're better off just paying the split. To the, to right. the brokerage. I get that. But for myself, it came down to dollars and cents for me. Well, if you're selling big volume, right. um, if you're selling, you know, 25 homes a year, 30 homes a year, something like that, it's it's Absolutely. significant. Yeah, right. And, and so that's, that's the appeal. So, you know, with the traditional brokerage, uh, the larger brokerages, there's a lot of benefits. I, I was with uh, Keller Williams for the first two and a half years. Started yep. off at Greater Greater Lexington. Uh, did you go to Bluegrass or did you? Uh, then I you went, went to Bluegrass just yep. for logistic purposes. We had moved, and so it was closer to go to Bluegrass. Uh, both places were great. Sheridan over there at uh, love him. Yeah, uh, Mar- <laughs> Marina was a great broker. Got a, had had a great relationship with her. Um, like liked everything about it, but at the point in my career that I was and as busy as I am, uh, of course I took advantage of everything they had to offer. And that's what's great about places like Keller and some of the these. classes and the right. education and, and things I like needed that. that. I yeah. needed that the first few year, couple of years. And so I took advantage of every class I could, you know? And, and so a lot of agents uh, who are new need that. Uh, I, I would agree. I, yeah. I would never say hey no don't go to those guys or whatever so but it just depends on what a person needs some people just need that do you think room. if you were a brand new agent would you would you recommend them to come to Plumtree if they're brand new um, do you offer some kind of education or are you we, kind of spearheading that as the recruiter? We do. Um, but as far as weekly, every day, some, some offer, we have monthly, uh, uh, training. Uh, we have a, a great deal of online training webinars and so forth that, that either the CEO does or, or, or someone else, because sometimes you just can't make everybody can't make it in. Uh, so there is training that's offered, um, uh, I take advantage of it. I, I teach a few classes, um, but not like um, some of the big box, you know, uh, big brokerages. Because, yes. yeah, it, so it comes down to a matter of if it was a new agent, brand new, green, I would say learn all you can. And, and that's where another brokerage might be a better fit. In all honesty, man, I appreciate that uh, that a uh, you know brokerages 
um, I, I've been to some conferences that recently they talk about the change of the market. You know, it's it's here. It's right. changing. We're not going to be in this, you know, multiple offer kind of market so much anymore. And there's going to be a, a huge a demand. The brokers, the top brokers are going to be competing for top agents, for big producers and things like that. I think this is kind of the way of the future that plum tree's doing. I think you're, it, it I think really is. it's going to get bigger and bigger. There was a thread on this, uh, on one of the forums, I forget which one. And, and, you know, you, you've got those who want to just hold to the old and, and you know, and I know, great, and that's fine. And that's fine. Know. I know great realtors, great people. And they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't get the dot loop. I don't do the dot loop. I, I like to sign it. You know, I don't do <laughs> them dot loops. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how I how the you can run a business a without it, right? <laughs> but hey, if that's your if that's your thing, if that's your cup of tea, and you can run a successful business. But personally, I feel like technology and everything that the way way things are trending that you've just got to grab hold of it, learn as much as you uh, as you can, and and jump on board because if not, you are going to get left behind. Do you, so jumping off of that, I I read an article in Inman, I think yesterday, talking about iBuyers. Um, you know, Keller has the iBuyers, Zillow offers, uh, Open Door. I read that in certain markets in Arizona or in Texas, right. they had 10% market share. Can you believe that? I, I know it's kind of scary if you're looking at it from a realtor's standpoint, Um We'll just have to wait and see how all that shakes out and how it develops um, if it comes into the Lexington market. You never know. All I know is this, is that you just have to keep doing what you do, do it the best that you can, keep getting better, and adapt. So just be better than the competition is is my my, my theory. So that's why when, when some people want to debate, well, you know, I don't door knock. We'll, we'll talk about that later. I do want to later. talk about that. Yeah, I don't door knock because, you know, whatever. It's like, okay, well, is that your personal preference or opinion or, you know, you don't, you've never got any results? It's, Have you ever it's tried? Fear. It's fear. Fear, you know, so I don't let anything, I don't leave anything off the table. If it's something that can improve my business, I'm for it. If I need to mix it up, uh, I, I sincerely believe that we've that whatever you can throw at it, um, don't put all your eggs in one basket, and, and just diversify. And that means also with technology, with knowing what industry trends are, you've just got to stay on top of it, study it, and and be prepared for for what what's coming. So where does uh, where does your business come from, Chris? Well. Uh, so, you know, my, the property management background got me a, 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 my foot in the door. So I, I was able to use those contacts uh, and reach out to, to some investors because something that I noticed in the property management business also was that investors are constantly buying and selling. Sometimes yes. if they want to free capital, free up some capital, they'll, they'll sell a portion of their portfolio. Oh, they're always, every yeah. investor is, everything is for sale. For the right for the, price. For the right price. So, <laughs> so I I wanted to be able to be the one who was there to say, hey, when you're ready to 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 sell this, I'm your man. 
I'll manage it for you too. I so, see you a lot on the prop, the Bluegrass Investors page, and right, a lot of right. investors are using you to. to yeah, I try buy to sell. I try to stay active. Um, it, you know, it's there's a lot out there. There's so many. You know, with social media. You, you're asking me how I get my business and and social media. You know, that's another one of those things. Are uh, you using because your property man? I saw you, I saw that name everywhere. Are you, are you doing Facebook marketing, Facebook ads? I do. I do Instagram. I do Facebook. Uh, my CRM conversion, uh, the software will build what they call squeeze pages and landing I've heard pages. Of that. And basically you can do a single property squeeze page, which will direct you to maybe one of your listings, or you can do homes for sale in 40502 and then throw it out there on Facebook and then when somebody clicks on Facebook, it you know it captures that lead, you know. So I I do that. I do uh, just to, just to keep a presence. I was taught in in some of my CE classes to uh, just keep your name out there. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of I use some auto posting. Uh, iSocial is one that auto posts some content for me. Okay, that's relevant to my audience. So it goes to Facebook and Instagram, Twitter and Instagram Twitter, and all that. Uh, LinkedIn. It, okay, it, yeah, because it can be overwhelming, quite honestly. And then, so I use that for relevant uh, professional content, and then uh, I try to stay active with just my kids make fun of me all the time. Silly stuff, you know. I'm I'm a dad. Oh, that's such a dad joke they tell me. So I think it's funny. Apparently, a lot of my my followers think it's funny because I get the likes. So I'm just going to keep doing it. They 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 told me to uh, in in the in these classes to mix it up, and so that's what I try to do. It's not about business all the time. That they have to right. see the personal. Side well, I of a see person. you. You'll ask um, you ask questions on questions. Facebook quite a bit, and yeah. um, people will respond by the hundreds. I know it's it's uh, it's realtors, crazy. regular anybody, anybody responds, right. and you're just like you just put it out there. If it's an interesting question, somebody's going to have a, uh, a an opinion on it. So I, when I like to you, try to ask. Those when things. did you start selling real estate full time? What year? Uh, actually, in 2016. So from 2012 until 2016, I was managing the property. Okay. Um, then I transitioned. So basically, uh, I got my uh, career. A property management certification, um, and uh, I got my RPM, which is a residential management professional uh, uh, cert- certification from the National Association of Residential Property Managers. And then I transitioned into real estate uh, school. So then I got my real estate license. And so it was sort of a transition period there from 2015 to 16, where I was doing both. But by two thousand and mid two thousand and sixteen, I was completely out of the big. So you haven't been management. selling. I mean, you're you're selling quite a bit of real estate, but you've only been doing it for three four years. Uh, yes, three years. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and so it's just it's pounding the pavement. It's it's doing all Literally. these things that. I know you're a door knocker. Yeah, yeah. I actually you're the only person. um, (laughs) I I I had met you in a Keller Williams class once. I was invited to go to one of the classes, and you were there. And they were talking about they were talking about social media and and different things to do. And the only thing I knew about you was that you were a door knocker. And I don't I don't know who told me that or if you you had put it up on Facebook. Maybe I'm not sure, but. But I came up to you and I was like, I, I know you're a door knocker and I want to, 
I remember that. Man, I want yeah, to know so, about it because you know, not many people are doing that. Not a lot of realtors do it. And, it's scary. And that's that's, <laughs> that's, what, that's the feedback I've got. I, it's scary. But now I've also heard some things such as it's not professional or you shouldn't disturb people. Okay, well, that's that's fine. Uh, if you're, you know, maybe that's not your thing. And you I don't view understand. It that here's what I here's what I don't get. I've never understood why realtors got to shit on other realtors for the way that they run their business. Because I'm a big, I love Zillow, and I know a lot of people don't like it, and that's okay. But like. You ain't got a shit on me for liking it. You know right. what I mean? So everybody approaches their business um, the way that they want to or the way that they're comfortable with. Um, and some people just aren't comfortable with door knocking. Some people hate Zillow, whatever. And you're right. Sometimes we'll get feedback on that and, and so forth. Uh, an interesting thread was started. I, actually, I started it because I just wanted to know <laughs> people's opinions of, of door knocking. Oh, God, and, you and probably so, got a, oh, a man, I slew open, of... I opened Pandora's box. Yes. And that's where I got some feedback. <laughs> oh, it's it's not professional or it's it's rude to knock on people's doors. But I think that there's a, a way to do it. There's a professional way to do everything. Okay, so here's how I do it. If I'm in a neighborhood, and, you know, it's not like I do it every day. Don't get me wrong. But I do like to make an uh, an appearance because you can send out postcards, you can send out advertising material. Man, ain't nobody reading that. <laughs> it's junk mail to a lot of people, and and they may, you know, there's a few, there's a percentage that that see it, and but then when your property man knocks on their door and says, "Hey, you know, I I'm your neighbor. I live in the neighborhood." Do you do it primarily to to your own neighborhood? I have. Farms. So I have three okay. farm neighborhoods. I really work hard, and I'm not going to say what they One are. One of them here. being your own. I'm <laughs> One assuming. of them being my own. So okay. my approach in my own neighborhood is well. First of all, I've got a Facebook page that's really, really caught on. It's called the. Uh, uh, I live in Bella Wood, so yep. it's called the Bella Wood. I've seen you posting on there. It's before. called the Bella Wood Real Estate Market Watch, and I have had so many neighbors say, "Hey, Chris, you know." Uh, we love seeing when, so you, when things come out. When you'll new put new listings on there, everything, all activity statuses. So a new listing. Hey, everybody, new listing, and there's a link. Of course, it links to your property man dot com. Yes. Uh, but uh, there's that. There's the when they go uh, pending. So I keep. I just keep everybody. And every month, I also put a snapshot of the neighborhood. So okay. this is what homes are selling for. Um, you know, so that kind of paints me as the, the uh, neighborhood. You're the neighborhood expert. I'm the know-it-all. I'm the neighborhood know-it-all when it comes to, uh, to real estate. You're and the nosy neighbor. It's you. Yeah. So, so basically, I mean, there's 200 plus homes in my neighborhood. So by now they've all received a door knock or a hanger. So you or, knock their door and you, you tell them about the Facebook group. You say, Hey, would you join? Well, uh, I, I do, I do that. And I also, there's also a separate page. Um, just a neighborhood association that I'm active on. I don't like next door or something y- like that. Yes. And I don't yeah. advertise there or make it known that I'm a realtor because that's not what it's for. It's more of a neighbor. And so I respect that. It's for nosy neighbors. Exactly. And, and so, <laughs> so the whole thing about door knocking and, and 
as a way of lead generating is there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way. Um, the wrong way is to be unprofessional. And that's a true of, of anything. anything. We're a realtor. We're supposed to be professional. The way we treat each other, the way we present ourselves, the way we treat our neighbors. So if someone has a uh, n- clearly marked no soliciting sign or or sometimes they're funny like uh, we're already saved or we need we we don't have any money don't bother knocking you know i take that as a sign they don't want to be disturbed and i respect that so i don't knock but guess what there are a lot of people that like to chat about real estate i'd be one of those if someone knocks on my door i'm gonna take about 25 30 minutes of your time (laughs) i get lots of leads Lots of leads. I've had buys and sales. As have a you from door knocking? Absolutely, I have, and so it works. But uh, going back to the whole, it, you know, you're either comfortable with it or you're not. You know, I could talk the paint off a wall, so it's not a big deal to me. I'm, I'm just used to chatting. It's it's no big deal. I Would can, you rather do the door knocking as opposed to um, circle prospecting cold calls? Oh, I hate cold calls. <gasps> Mm. Chris. But see, that's just me. See, I would have thought, I would <laughs> I really thought a, a door knocker would, they would do it. They would be comfortable with that. Funny. Too. Now I've I'm done the it. the other way around. I've I'm, done it and I can do it. But if you're going to give me the choice, I'm going to door knock first. Oh my right? gosh. I would, I'm the total opposite. No, that's so funny. And that, that just goes back to the way of, Hey, that's just different. The different ways we run our business. But guess what? I'm not bashing you for that. I don't think you're crazy because you like doing that. I just, it's just not my thing. So, but, but I do it too. Don't get me wrong. Cause when those leads come in, a lead is a lead. Let's just say I'm not as comfortable picking up the phone and making that, that code call. I'm very comfortable if it's an established client or contact or a circle or sphere, you know, but are you, uh, right now, are you working more, are you working more buyers or sellers? Or are you, are you working more investors right now? You know, I have a mix of, of everything. And it's interesting that traditionally, uh, a realtor might gravitate one way or the other, like a buyer specialist or a seller specialist. And if they're on a team, they might be designated one or the other. Uh, but since I'm a, I'm a single agent, uh, with a part-time assistant who helps me sometimes, um, um, I do both. So uh, really about 50-50, to be honest. And I like that because you get enough listings where you can hold some open houses, get some more contacts, you know, and, and work work those. And Because I enjoy both sides. Sometimes a realtor might just be like, well, I, I really like working with buyers. And that's where they gravitate. But I like both. You know, there's challenges to both, but for me, my business is about half and half, to be honest. So I was going to ask you, how do you keep it all organized? But it sounds like you have a part-time assistant that that helps you do that. I do, and um, Google Calendar. And I, well, and you and have conversion. Yeah, it, now. so everything syncs. Um, you know, I'm carrying. You know, my wife is chronically ill, so she has multiple doctor's appointments during the week, and to me, it's family first. So. Family first. So basically what I do is I block off. Like if we've got this event going on uh, or my wife has a doctor's appointment, that's blocked out. And then when calls start coming in, hey, can you show on this day? Can you do this or or whatever where I'm setting up a listing presentation? You know, it just all is around what's already on the calendar. So first things first, that's family. And then I fill in everything else. And you know our 
hours as realtors are crazy. So yes. it works it works well because I'm able to have control and and I like that. That's why I've always uh worked for myself. I've just I've tried working for somebody and it lasted for like 3 months and it just like it wasn't my thing. I'm I'm so used to taking the bull I remember this. Take the bull by the horns myself, you know. That's this how I am. And so, so were you, did, did that team want you to fit into this, you're a buyer's agent or you're a listing specialist or yes, you yes. fit this box? And, and, and not only that, um, it was like very structured as yes. far as be here at It's a job. It's yeah. a job. And I'm like, now, wait a second. I, <laughs> you're like, I if I want a real job. estate <laughs> because I wanted to be in control of my schedule, not be, you know, you know, if I'm not on your payroll, I really don't want. So it just wasn't my thing. Now, some people, I'm not knocking the whole team thing. I plan on developing a, a, a team. I'm hoping to get my uh, assistant in, in, into this. And so my, maybe I'll structure it a little different, but showing up, you know, fighting traffic, running across town, fighting traffic, being there at eight for a, for a motivational video or whatever. Oh, Those God. are great. Is it though? <laughs> they're, they're great when I push it on my own computer button and, and watch it. Not, you know, not in that environment, but like I said, not knocking that because what is lots your, of great um, I know you've taken the disc cause you've, you've been at KW for a long time. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Tony Robbins disc profile. Yes. Are I, you a I high did D? did that early on. I early. Bet you are. That, yeah, and I, I cannot remember where I fit into that scale. You, your wife is an artist. Am I am I getting that right? You're right. I saw her How I did you I know that. I a Facebook man. I'm I'm a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> so you're that unknown visitor. That, that's on my, me. Uh, okay, I got I'm, you. I'm the one. No, we're Facebook friends. So <laughs> I, I know when. No, you're but I know your wife is a. Uh, she's an artist, right? And right. so she, um, she's also an entrepreneur. Right. Is that kind of what gravitated you and her together? Is that well, you were a business owner for a long time, right? Well, I mean, you still are. I still am. Um, you know, because you've you've been together a long time. You've got teenage children, don't you? I've got a twenty three year old. Oh, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, I know I look younger. She's so out of college now. Yeah, she's out of school, so she took uh, orthodontist. She's an oh orthodontist tech. So, I, so I don't know anytime what her you want be. braces, she's right. She's I'm a little ready. too. Yeah, she looks at my teeth all the time, and honestly, my teeth could use a little work. No, but, I'm just know. kidding with you. I'm just. Um, yeah, she's she's offered, but I'm like, I don't know if I want you working on my teeth quite yet. I would. Um, oh man, the the older person with braces. I just. I, I think I've your clients it. would love I it. I, I would I'm, love it. I'm. I think I'm uh, past that point. So. <laughs> the, the next the next stop for me are uh, false teeth, I guess. Oh god. <laughs> But they're still tight. Not. They're still tight right now, so we'll go with that. You're like, I can um, still eat steak. And... Exactly. And I, I, I love steak. This podcast has made a whole turn for the weird. <laughs> well, you oh. said it would be very informal, so... Um, so, I want to know, um, you, you are recruiting, you're working with new agents. What... When you're bringing on a new person, what advice would you give to a brand new realtor that maybe they joined Plumtree and they've never worked in sales? What advice would you give to someone like that? Well, the advice I would give to any new realtor is learn, learn, learn. I mean, th that's why if uh, 
you gravitate towards or need the the learning classroom experience, I I would recommend uh, a brokerage that offered that so that you can get grounded you know, in the business because there's you know there's so much to know. You come out of real estate school and you're full of this head knowledge, but it's not practical on the job training. And unfortunately, in this business, it's not a place to get on the job training necessarily because you can mess up royally. So I needed How that. do we fix that? Oh my goodness. So How do we repair you know, that image? I, I've thought about that. Um, I was thinking that something like um, more broker accountability uh, would, would be the, the number one thing. Like a mandatory number of offers or listings where you were directly supervised. Oh, do you know who's doing this? Who? Lifestyle Real Estate. Eli that's is doing this. Perfect. Yeah. I think that's a, such a great idea. Or apprenticeship. You know, if you want to like be an being HVAC. being an appraiser. Right. Or in the HVAC business or plumbing, there's a there's journeyman. journeyman. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so why not before full licensure? be able to have so many deals under your belt or so much extra. I know we have extra CE Because we, we can't get sued as quickly as an HVAC person. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm thinking that maybe some more broker accountability, uh, mandatory uh, number of, of buys and sales That's listings. What, yeah. And, 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 so and Lifestyle contracts. is doing this. It's kind of a new thing there um, since they've split from United. They... You you are a new agent. You have your twenty five split. Mm-hmm. That twenty five percent goes to a mentor, a mentor agent, um, someone like Michelle Gunter. Uh, she would mentor two or three brand new people. They have to get two buys and two sales before they stop paying her that twenty five percent, and then they can stay on with her if they want to. But I think it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So, and I know other brokerages do that. That too. They. Or it's not maybe not mandatory, but they will assign someone to to help. Um, you know to sh- that you can shadow. That I think that's a good idea also to shadow somebody for a few. Uh, I did it. Uh, just did you have to pay to do no, it? No, no. Okay. I, I I found someone, and uh, she let me shadow her and pick her brain and. You know, and then you've always got your broker and, and so forth. Sometimes, depending on the size of the brokerage. You know, if it's not a necessarily a broker-related question, you're just as well as asking someone experienced in the business, like as when it comes to techniques and things like that. Not not necessarily broker-related. So I, I know I know at KW um, in particular they have a lot of coaching, right. um, but it's a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred bucks a month, and a lot of yeah. new people just can't do that. But in my mind, I'm like, well, you're going to be paying a 25 or 30 percent split anyway. You might as well get something for that, and that would be a mentor, someone that can that can teach you the ropes. Right. Yeah, that's a dilemma for many new agents because they've paid for real estate school, they have paid their LBAR dues. I mean, and, they're just, and it's a lot, and they haven't made a made a deal yet, and then they start worrying and getting anxious and. You know, I'll tell them a lot of times, you know, just hang in there. Don't, don't get, you know, don't let a a setback just throw you out of the game because it's going to happen. I, I don't tr- try to focus on the negative, but I, I let them know realities. But at the same time that 
when these things come along, which inevitably they will, keep moving forward. Just pick yourself up. You know, you have to to fail sometimes. How to, long did it take you when you made that switch to to close your first deal? Was it a buyer or a seller? Well, uh, it was a, a, a. Let me think back here. Okay, so I actually made my first deal while I was still doing some property management with that connection that I had with. So it was a, a buyer. A, no, it was a seller who oh. was selling his portfolio. You know, a, a small number. So I, I got oh, fortunate. Oh wow. Yeah, there that was just, it was only that's about eight tough. homes, and that's tough too, though. Yeah, but but did it, you sell them as a package or individually? It, yeah, it was a package deal. So so I kind of fell into that Man. just because of my contacts. So I was fortunate. But now, when you are talking about just switching over to a new to the you know to full time real estate and then starting to move some of my focus to homes, like grab that first listing and sell it, I bet it was four to five months. It took me, uh, I think it took me, I was on a team, mm-hmm. so I want to say two to three months. Right. I just talked to a brand new agent here that said he didn't close anything for seven months. Right. That's not unusual. That's not uncommon. And, and you know, as a new agent, where's the money? you right. got to have quite a bit of reserves to come into this. Exactly. And you start doing the, the math and adding up the bills wife or and husband. it just scares you to death. <laughs> Or, and that's where a lot of a lot of realtors will sometimes get into the business part time, and that's there. You know that has its own pitfalls because it, I remember a past before I became a realtor, we bought a home, and my realtor was a part time realtor, and it was very tough to get a response. Were you like, man, I could do this, I could do this better? Yeah, I thought I that bet. when I first got into the business. And that's what everybody thinks. They think, uh, I can do this oh, this is an easy job, easy money, you know, but it's not. A, a, a realtor who works full time and devotes themselves to do this, um, they earn their money. You know that. I do know that. Yeah. But, you know, how, and and that's the perception is you you just open a door, you are very overpaid for what you're doing. How do we change this perception in the public? Well, again, that's a tough question because just like in any in any industry, I, I feel like there's always a few that just muddy the water. There's always somebody that's willing to come in and do it, do something cheaper or say, I can do that cheaper. I mean, I don't care what, what industry it's in. And then, unfortunately, just like in any industry, when something goes wrong, there it goes online. There's there the review. All the the focus is on the negative, you know. And and but then see, I this think, perception. I think the opposite of that is the folk like as a, on an agent level, the focus seems to be always on the positive. Like you see every, and I'm guilty of it too. On a broker level, yes. On a, on an agent or a broker Maybe. level, when it, you know when I close a deal, I put it on Facebook. Look, I closed a right. house and. And 24 hours for over over list and Sheridan and I had a big conversation about this and and when I asked him this question his response was we got to stop doing this that you know I sold it over asking in 24 hours and I, I, multiple buyers I, right. I'm working I've been I, guilty I closed, of that I closed three deals today and I'm like you know I'm guilty of it too and I it made me really think about. Are people out there thinking, you know, man, Tiffany's working it. She's 
I can do that. She's got an easy job. And I'm like, man, you do not know. I went I went to a showing yesterday on Laredo for those new townhomes. Mm-hmm. The buyer didn't show up. Happens. And I, I didn't put it on Facebook that here I am waiting <laughs> in my Jeep for 30, 40 minutes. Like, That's true. Are they going to show up? It's been 40 minutes. They ain't going to show up. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Sometimes as realtors, we just focus on. On, on the good stuff, you know, should, it, we, it goes, should we talk about both? I think we should, <laughs> I think we should talk about both. Um, but sometimes I also think that if you put something negative, like, well, I, I was waiting for 45 minutes and the buyer never showed up, then it makes you perhaps look like a, you look a compliant, you, like a you're angry or, or you're not grateful. And or, that's not good either. So I that's know. why I don't do that. Uh, I do you know, post closings and closing pick because I like making people happy. That's why I'm in the business. I love the start to the finish from contract to closing and everything in between is not always smooth and peachy, but in the end, when you get that closing and you've got some, some satisfied clients, there's nothing, there's no greater feeling. And that's what I love about the business. Um, And I am here to say, and I tell my friends, I tell new agents, there will be, Issues. There'll be and most of the time the issues start not because they didn't like the house. It starts after that darn in- inspection. Yes. And the inspector scares the daylights out of out of out of your buyer. Then you got to go into um, you go psychiatry into hand- mode. Psychi- you know? We are your psychiatrist, your yeah. handyman, you, your your you, therapist, your realtor. Right. We we do it all, and and it's this this perception right. that we have an easy job. And, you know, look, I mean, I think we rank up there as the same as like a used car salesman. And I'm like, this is not, (laughs) we make as much per hour as attorneys. You know, I, we need to act like it. You know, I get that. But, you know, I I don't know how to fix this. How do you, you know, is, is there an answer? Is there an answer at all? You know, I've I've thought about it and I really can't come up with a, a great solution because of the human factor. I've been on boards like the real estate boards and discussion groups and this and that, and somebody will ask a simple question and then it'll just turn into something, I, an attack. Yeah. And I'm like, that this is what's wrong. But, but if we can't, you know, and I can't control everybody. I can't control you. I can only control what I do. So on an individual basis, I try to maintain that professionalism from start to finish. Um, I'm known, you know, as your property man, of course, but I also have a value proposition and I advertise that or I, I don't necessarily advertise it so much as I live it. And when you look at my feedback online, I th- when I think when I look at you, I see someone that's super super positive. Right. And I'm putting try to out be that. you're putting out a lot of of sunshine and just a lot of good things out there. And I right. see that yeah. and man, I appreciate it. Well, so right? my little ta- you know, tagline that comes up over and over again and I tell people some, you know, I'm a I'm an effective uh uh, communicator and skilled negotiator. Those are my two little taglines. That's my value proposition. And I try to live up to that. And so when you look at my feedback, you'll always see something about Chris communicated with us every step of the way, you know, and it's one of my pet peeves in the, in the business itself. And we're all busy. I get it. But when we're doing a deal with somebody or we want to do a showing or whatever, let's be professionals and 
return the call, maybe, or return the text uh, in a reasonable amount of time. I don't expect like a, a, a message back one minute later or 30 seconds later or immediate. But, you know, within a few hours, you know, and and sometimes and you're, you're trying to, you're going toward the closing date and you're trying to tie up some loose ends and it's just like, let's just communicate. Let's be professionals. And, and also if we have a disagreement, uh, or we need to work something out. Let's work it out as professionals. There's, there's no need to like insinuate. You're talking agent to agent. Agent to here. agent. Yeah. Agent to agent. There, there's no need to insinuate ulterior motives or wrong motives or, you know, anything like that. I but think let's it's just keep super, it it's super important to, we talked, I've talked about a lot on the show to, to just respect your other agent. You know, this, some of these clients we're only working with for 30, 45 days. And, you know, hopefully we'll see them again. We may not, but I'm going to see you again. Right. If you're selling, I'm going to see you again. And, you know, you, you, you better treat them with right. a little bit of respect. Right. And, and sometimes, you know, um, even agent to agent, um, we may cross that, that, that line into, okay, I closed X amount of deals last last year. You only did X amount. That makes me up here and you down. I so was going to ask because it happens. you. It's an e- there's some yeah. ego. You, you know, and I haven't been selling real estate as long as a lot of people. I got in the business in 2015 here in Lexington, and you got in in 16. Right. So all the time I would get it. I've been selling real estate longer than you've been alive, right. honey. I've, and I'm like, I've heard that. I don't and care. And like, I've also been told I, I sell million dollar homes only. And, and well, so good like, for you. Yeah. So I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, uh, that's not who I am. I've sold some high value real estate. Maybe one day we're going to be sitting across the table. So, you know, let's, let's yeah. be nice here. You know, there's no, but have ne- there's you, no need to go there. Have you got that though? The, I've been selling real estate longer than you. And, yeah. And that's yeah. where I, it goes back to what I mentioned earlier, Tiffany. Um, there's the human factor. Everybody's got different personalities and I'm just this happy go lucky outgoing kind of guy. Uh, I was raised to be polite and considerate and so forth where I'd get knocked across the head by my mother, <laughs> hold the door open for, for that's my, my background and upbringing. So I try to season my words with salt. When I do text messages, when I do emails, when I'm on the phone, I try not to step over the, that, that, that line with somebody and respect them. And, you know, I, I want that in return. It's not all, you don't always get it. And so when that happens, you've also got to maintain a sense of, okay, you back off and and let them have their moment. Maybe they were just having a, a bad, bad day, day or whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah, don't yeah. and don't don't harp on. Don't let it ruin your outlook and the way that you do business. Is is my perspective. So my takeaway from 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 you as an agent is a brand. I mean, you are you have built a brand in a matter of three or four years. I mean, your property man is a brand. Right. And I don't really know a lot of people that are doing what you what you've been doing. Is that what you well one, I mean you you have a website. Who is that through is it through Plumtree that your your website well, is? Well, I or? actually have multiple websites. Some of them and are just who a, do you have someone that's doing them for you? I do. Uh, so my main um 
website, yourpropertyman.com, is is hosted. You own yourpropertyman.com. Right. So there you go. How it's, did that happen? I, I what is the uh, the website where you get GoDaddy? GoDaddy. So I went to GoDaddy. You were and like, like, is this? Were here? you like, oh my god, perfect? The so. woke agent. I was like, oh, somebody's <laughs> gonna own this, and they didn't. Well, there you go. Your so, property man. They so didn't own it. You probably it, paid like three bucks for that. Yeah, it was cheap. <laughs> and I also grabbed a few other domains uh, just to be like, okay, buy or sell Central Kentucky homes. This anything relevant, so that I've got them and I redirect them to my website. Um, and yeah, it was available and I, I jumped on it because, Hey, if I'm your property <sighs> man, then your property man.com is going to be, I can't easy believe you. I can't believe you bought it. It was, yeah, available. It was available. I can't believe I, it. I got it. So who is hosting your, so you use GoDaddy, but are you, so I house web is a real estate specialized, uh, type of, um, web development. And company. they're doing IDX and they all do that for all you. the IDX integration for me. Um, they have a lead capture program on there as well. Although I use my CRM mostly for that. Are you there? Are you doing an exclusive with them? Or are they building other websites for other people? Oh no, no, they they build websites for other people. Okay, yeah, that's what I they do some, is real estate. I mean, that's their specialty. I know some of these uh, companies like that. They'll, you know, if they're working yourpropertyman.com in Lexington, you're the only person that can use them. In right. our market. Well, actually, yeah, there is some truth to that. In other words, the format of my web page, how it looks, how the IDX integration and so forth. I am exclusive uh, t- to this to this market area with these guys. But that doesn't mean that they won't build somebody else a, a website, obviously, in another okay. another town or city and or even reformatted or, you know, different appearance or whatever. So do you I mean, it's I don't. It's crazy. I mean, you're, you are a brand. You are, your property man is your brand. I think that's important to, you know, maybe for new people out there to think about building this brand. I mean, you've done it in not a long amount of time. It's a lot of hard work. I mean, and again, my kids make fun of me, the whole social media. (laughs) You're on social media more than I am. You know, you've got more followers than I do. That's awesome. And then they make fun of what I post, you know, the the whole dad joke thing and so forth. I have my sense of humor and, you know, people get it or they don't. But (laughs) most people like to see the lighter side of, you know, we're humans and so forth. But the brand, yeah. uh, And that's what I tell new agents. Find a, find something that'll stick Create a unique value proposition and go with it, you know, and put that in your tagline of everything. Like uh, everything signed on my email is your property man. Call your property man hashtags. Sold by your property man. List with your property man. And those build up followers. And then whenever a post is shared, you know how it works. And then so it just it, it builds that brand and keeps keeps people like interested in, okay, what's he, what crazy thing is he going to post next though? You know? So here's my last question for you. Um, what makes you passionate about this? Well, I mentioned it earlier, but I love helping people. I mean, it's just so satisfying. My dad was a carpenter. I remember growing up, uh, he had a little wood shop, table saw, planer, all that. And he'd go out there and woodwork, uh, build some some cool stuff and he taught me how to use the equipment and the machines and I, I just developed this passion for taking a raw piece of wood and then turning it into something that that worked or that was 
was beautiful. And then remodelers are the same way. I, I've known yeah. guys who flip houses and I was like, what do you like about flipping houses? Because it's not my thing. But they're like, man, we love going into just a disaster and, and, making, it nice. and making it nice and new and then stepping back and looking at it and saying, oh, man, that's nice. You know, there's uh, so I, I look at real estate the same way. I look at a person uh, as a unique individual. I'm there to serve them. They've got a specific situation. They could be a first time home buyer. They could have credit issues, whatever the case may be that we're working with them. I mean, I've worked with guys you probably have too for close to two years before we got their credit straight. And then they just think you're those the are best. the most appreciative. Those are kind of my favorite people to so work I with. I love the end product of stepping back and seeing these guys happy, help them get their first home. We work through all these obstacles. So it's kind of like that, taking that piece of wood and making something or the remodel and seeing the end, end results. It's just satisfying to me. I don't think, I th- I think a lot of people that, that see your name in the business that don't really know you. Um, I, what I know of you, I mean, I, I think you're, I think you're probably living a, a difficult life at home I know some things going on with your wife I saw on Facebook you don't really talk about it a whole lot I don't think but but I think you're you're probably dealing with a lot at home but what you put out to the world is a lot of just positivity and that must be extremely difficult to do but you're doing it so well and and (laughs) it's not that I don't want to get uh, you know we going back to priorities priorities in my family so I've got a uh, a set of circumstances that I have to deal with there. It's not that I don't want to be more involved in like outside uh, events and trainings and so forth. I've been asked to sit on chair, you know, committees and so forth. And, you know, I've had to re- refuse simply because of my circumstances. Um, so it's not that I'm antisocial or anything, but it's, this is what I do. I take care of my family and I buy and sell houses and I try to do the best job I can, and that's just where I am right now. So maybe later on, circumstances change or whatever, I can get get involved in some of that that extracurricular. We'll call it extracurricular. Setting uh, on activity. a board or, yeah. or something. Because I like yeah. things like this with yeah. my business background. I like working with people and the input, and I like learning from people, and I, you know, so, and I still do that. Well, that's you're doing I, recruiting now. So right. you've, you've taken on that. That's yeah. And that's know. a, you know, I'm basically covering all new prospects. That's here a in full-time Kentucky, job even. for some people. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very busy, very, yeah. a very busy person. So all the extracurricular stuff right now is just, just on hold. Well, that is all the time that we have. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. You can find Chris on Facebook everywhere. Chris M. Johnson. He's everywhere on Facebook. And yourpropertyman.com. If you want right. to know Chris, reach out, man. He, This is one of the nicest guys in the business that's just kind of dealing with a lot, I think, that, you know, people don't know that about you. And, and I think... You know, I'm here. I'm here to find out who you are, and I think it's cool. So, yeah, well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for Thanks for, for being me. here and for you know just talking to me about who you are, how you run your business, and and how you really stay positive during some some tough times that that humans go through. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. You can listen to the Woke Agent on iTunes. You can listen to us on Spotify and Podbean, uh, just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. So thank you, everyone.